Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This all took place years ago. I was just about 16 if I remember correctly, because I had just gotten my first actual job, not just babysitting or working at a family friend's business. I was bored, no friends in my city, and I wanted to fill time and loneliness, and what better way to do that than to talk to people? I had heard about these websites to meet pen pals around the world, and I was interested. I didn't think much of it. I figured it was harmless. I could find people around the country to chat with, learn about some other cultures, you know, that kind of stuff. I wouldn't give out personal information, no phone numbers, address, any of that. I didn't feel like I was stupid. I made a simple profile on one of these websites, stated what kind of friends I was interested in making, just the basic information, really. After about a month, I received a message from a man. I don't remember it word for word, but it basically said, Hi, I found your profile and I'm super interested in being friends. He then stated that he lived in the same state as me, though I know it might sound rude to be snobby about someone in my state contacting me. I did politely state on my profile that I was trying to make some pen pals outside of the US. I responded cordially though, and I replied to a few of his messages for a while. I found out that he lived in the same city as me even. I see you like anime. I love anime. I also see you've been to Japan. I've been to Japan a few times too. Do you ever go to anime conventions? Maybe we could go together to the next convention that comes to town. I felt a little uncomfortable at this point. I put right on my page that I have no intention to meet up with anyone, just have an online pen pal. I politely told him that too, and he didn't like it. I just thought we could be friends, since we have similar interests and all. I again politely told him that I'm not interested in meeting anyone in person from the website. He pretended to be fine with it in the moment, and went right back to rambling about his interests. I logged off the website for a few days, and just focused on my own personal life going to work, school, taking care of my disabled father. But one day, I woke up to notifications on multiple of my instant messenger apps, all stating basically the same thing. Hey, it's from the pen pal website. He had messaged me on like four of my chat apps, which I certainly did not give out to him. How did he find them? I was annoyed. I messaged him on the pen pal website. Hey, so... I don't know how you found my IDs for my chat apps, but that was over the line. Really wasn't appropriate. And not one app, but you messaged me on four? I'm sorry, he replied, but I really wanted to talk to you and you haven't been on the website for a few days. That doesn't make it okay though. I also have a personal life, job, and family. I can't spend all my time on there. That's why I messaged you on those apps. I don't have them listed on my profile. How did you even get them? He completely avoided the subject. I'm sorry that I did that. I'm just trying to be your friend. I just want to be friends with you. That isn't the way to do it. I'm very uncomfortable that you somehow found that information that I didn't give to you. I don't really think we should talk anymore. 
I don't want to be friends with you. I'm sorry. Please don't contact me again. I immediately blocked him on all of those apps and on the pen pal website. For a few months after that, everything was fine. But suddenly, I got a message on one of the apps, and the user wasn't in my friends list. The message was basically as follows. You stupid, fat, ugly bitch. No one will ever love you. You'll never find a man to love you. You're so f***ing fat and ugly. Why don't you just kill yourself, bitch? Do the world a favor. I rolled my eyes and blocked that account. Throughout the course of a year, every few months, across my multiple social media platforms, I would be harassed. I had completely forgotten about the man until I received a message on the pen pal website. The account had no name or photos. It was just a random username with numbers and letters. The message I received was the same nonsense as before, calling me fat and ugly, saying that I'm a bitch, telling me that I should die. Once I got the message on that website, I knew it had to be him. I'd had no other issues with anyone else. I replied saying that guy's name, telling him that I knew it was him and that his behavior is really sad and pathetic. I just wanted to be your friend, you f***ing bitch. You better watch your back. Then the account blocked me. For a few more months, nothing really happened. I got one or two more messages from fake accounts again, but I had grown used to it and just immediately blocked them. But then, I received a Facebook message from someone stating that they were a police officer. He was contacting me about a profile I apparently made on a website called Ashley Madison. It's used for people to have affairs, hookups, things like that. I had never heard of it before then, and absolutely did not have an account there. I had a long talk with this officer, where he told me his department investigates human trafficking, and thought I was an underage girl, possibly one in danger. It had my personal Facebook account listed on the profile, as well as many other ways to contact me. It was at that moment that the shock of this all set in. He advised me to contact the website and asked them to take down the profile, but said to me, You seem like a sweet girl. I don't know who you pissed off, but don't read the profile. My curiosity got the better of me though, although I should have taken his advice. Using some of my normal selfies, an account was made, and the profile stated a lot of horrible things. Very derogatory. It made me sick to my stomach to read some of the things that it said I apparently wanted to have done to me. Thankfully, the website took action to quickly take down the profile. The next time I got one of those hate messages online, I snapped. I didn't hold back one bit, cursing him out for being so immature and disgusting because someone simply didn't want to be his friend. That account blocked me without answering. I didn't get a message from any accounts for a while. One night when I was finishing up a shift as a closer at work, I was waiting outside for a family member to come pick me up. I didn't have my own vehicle at the time and my family would give me rides to and from work. As I was listening to music, waving goodbye to my manager as they drove off, I got a notification on one of my apps. You ugly I sighed, rolling my eyes as I opened the message. As I was typing out a sarcastic reply, another message came in that made me stop typing and freeze up entirely. You're all alone now. I could kill you right now if I wanted to. No one would ever find you. I backed up against the building. I didn't have keys. Only the manager did and they had just pulled off. 
I looked around through the parking lot. Not a single car in sight, only streetlights shining dimly around me. My heart began to race as more messages flooded in. You're so f***ing ugly, you know that? No one would ever fall in love with you. Your family probably won't even miss you, you disgusting bitch. I should just kill you right now. I began to cry, the phone shaking in my hand. Just as another text came in, a car pulled up in front of me, and to my relief, it was my family member coming to pick me up. I took a big deep breath and quickly got into the car. Sorry I'm late. Your manager already left? He just left you out there alone? Just drive, I accidentally screamed at them, tears streaming down my face. They asked me what was wrong and if something happened at work. But I was both crying and shaking, couldn't verbalize anything that I was going through. I simply handed my phone over and had them look through the messages themselves. We went back to our family's house and they wanted to call the police, but I told them not to. I had no idea who this person was or where to find them or how to make a police report against them. But instead they called another family member who worked in the IT field. After they heard the whole story, everything that I'd endured for almost two years, they told me I should have made new accounts from the beginning of the harassment. I listened to them, and right then and there, I made all new accounts on every single social media platform. I worked at that job for another month, but my family had told my manager what had happened, so I was never put on closing shifts again. I was only ever given morning shifts, where I clocked out of work when the sun was still shining. But I still didn't feel sick. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Safe. They knew where I worked, and my manager understood when I quit. All the harassment eventually stopped, and to this day, I still haven't received any more of those hateful messages. Now I'm married, I still live in the same city, but I don't live in that neighborhood anymore. I feel comfortable most times. I don't feel afraid that this person will find me and stalk me again. But even now, anytime I get a random message from someone who isn't in my friends list, My heart races for a split second. Recently, I moved out of my apartment. I simply had to because I no longer felt safe around my landlords. I lived in this really nice Dumbo apartment in Brooklyn for a few months with my roommate, who paid for most of the rent since her parents were super rich. Our landlords were actually this seemingly really sweet couple who lived a few floors above us with their kids. The first few weeks were somewhat normal, except for the fact that every time I saw their kids in the elevator, they would scream at me before they got off and proceeded to run away. I thought it was funny and cute at first, but then their eldest son came to visit and began doing the same exact thing, and he looked about my age, for reference in my mid-twenties. I didn't really think much of it since maybe he was just playing along with his younger siblings. I had no other better guess, but shit got really weird when I bumped into all of them together and we spoke for a bit. Out of nowhere, while we were having a pleasant conversation, 
The dad apologized to me saying that his son might act strange because he's, you know, a retard. I was pretty shocked with him just saying that out of the blue. I paused for a second and I can't really remember what I said, but I do remember wanting to get the hell out of that conversation at that point. A few days later, I once again bump into the dad while in the elevator. I was pretty standoffish, and he was just talking about how great my apartment is, and how much of a generous guy he is for giving us such a low rate on it. Then he asked if I could babysit his kids, as he, his wife, and his eldest son wanted to go out to dinner. I said no at first, but he counteroffered by saying that he'd pay me $150 an hour. And being the greedy idiot that I am, I agreed. I know now that this is where I f***ed up. When I get to his place, I was absolutely speechless. His apartment wrapped around the entire floor of the building. It was the nicest apartment I will ever see, that's for sure. About an hour in and everything is going normally. I was playing some fighting game with his kids when we suddenly heard the front door slam. I told them to stay there as I peeked to see what was going on, and I see the dad falling all over the place, clearly drunk. He started walking towards me, and at the last minute, fell face first onto the couch. I must have popped a blood vessel trying to hold back my laughter. I asked if he was okay and walked over to assist him. He then turned around, looked at me, and said, My wife will let us. Please. When I tried to ask him what he was talking about, his wife walked up to me, thanked me, and paid me in one swoop, telling me to come back another time. I just kind of went back to my apartment in shock, wondering what the f*** just happened. And no, I definitely wasn't going back. I told my roommate, and she told me that she also bumped into the dad, and he told her, quote, My wife is cool, just so you know, with no further explanation before walking off. At this point, we knew that we sure as hell were not renewing our lease. We didn't see our landlords until our final month there. We kind of joked to our friends about how our landlords were creepy cucks. The next time I see them was actually with my boyfriend, who was well aware of what they were trying to do. It was an intensely awkward elevator ride, as when they saw us in there, they just went quiet and smiled, nodding repeatedly at us. As we step out of the elevator, the dad shouts, Hey! And winks at me as the doors closed. After that, I asked my boyfriend to stay with us for the remainder of our lease, because at that point, my roommate and I were freaked the f out. Our final and creepiest encounter was a few days before moving out. My roommate walked out of the apartment, and both landlords were sitting in front of the elevators, looking as if they were waiting for us. She said that they started sobbing when they saw her, and begged for us to stay. They apparently apologized for making us uncomfortable and said they thought we were the, quote, pretty young girls they were waiting for. She didn't say a word to them as she got on the elevator and called me to warn me that they were outside. And that's when they started to knock on our door. My boyfriend answered and said when the guy saw him, he asked if I was there. Of course, my boyfriend said no, but they tried walking in anyway. I walk out of my room saying, I'll call the police if they don't leave and they begged me to not, before running out of the apartment. A few days ago, we get a text from a random number saying we could live there for six months free if we just gave them a few nights. Of course, blocked and deleted. The whole thing was such an uncomfortable experience living there all those months, especially knowing that these weird people 
had keys to our apartment. I'm glad that we ended up leaving when we did. I don't know how much longer, if at all, I could have gone on calling that place home. I worked the graveyard shift as a security guard for a recycling yard. Can't say the company here for obvious reasons. I've been on the site for about three weeks now, and it's been a pretty chill position ever since I got the job. Basically every hour, I make rounds across the giant recycling yard, covered in various precious metals that are broken down and then sold. During my shift, I have to scan various checkpoints and ensure nobody besides me is in the yard or facility. One of my other tasks is to go through some grass or bushy areas and over a set of train tracks to take a photo of the warehouse far across the way. This is to ensure that it's safe and clear. I have to use a flashlight with 2,000 lumens so I can see my way through pretty much the entire yard. Well, about an hour ago, on my round, I went through the grass and over the train tracks. I took the photo of the warehouse that I'm supposed to before submitting it to the logs when all of a sudden I get this intense feeling that I'm being watched. I can't explain it. My hairs on my neck begin to stand up, and I freeze. My flashlight is still on and pointing at the warehouse, when I slowly turn around and point my flashlight directly behind me. I kid you not, about 10 yards away, I see a skinny, old, wrinkled white man with a large gray beard sitting in a chair. He was looking directly at me. He had dirty jean overalls on, and what I think was a western-style cowboy hat. He was bare skin under the overalls, too. Now I'm six foot three, 220 pounds of man, but I screamed at a pitch that was absolutely embarrassing. Accidentally, I dropped my flashlight out of shock. Mind you, there are tiny, thin metal shards literally everywhere on the ground. I can't see a damn thing now as the flashlight is facing away from my sight. But I can pick up sound. I hear a quick-paced shuffling, clanging of metal from footsteps quickly running towards me. Once the metal-crunching footsteps are within five feet, I hear them quickly veer to the left and whoosh past me. Within three to four seconds, the metal clanging is gone, followed by the faraway sound of rustling bushes and plants. I finally composed myself and grabbed the flashlight from the ground and pointed it towards the sound. That old man was gone, past the bushes to who knows where. I was shaking from all the adrenaline, plus the fear. I managed to catch my breath and called several emergency contacts. When they had arrived, the old man was long gone, leaving no sign of his presence. I believe that maybe he could have been there to just watch the active trains move by. I say this because the metal chair was facing the tracks. It's still sitting there even now. I took a photo of it, more as a memento if anything, an acknowledgement of the fear that even a simple household item can cause, given certain circumstances. I'm telling this story from the office, still terrified and now alone. I have to finish my shift tonight, in addition to doing another 11-hour graveyard tomorrow. I can't quit, as I need this money. I was just hoping to get this off my chest. Old man on the yard one who may or may not have an affinity for trains. I wish you all the best, but please, please don't come back on any of my shifts. <laughs>